Welcome to the Find and Follow podcast, where we are all about helping you find and follow Jesus in your everyday life. We're back after uh, a restart, and then last week, I, I was near death, so a little on the ill side. So if you are a regular So you had a near-death experience, is that what you're saying? There was a couple moments where I was like, dear Lord Jesus, just come back now. <laughs> It'll be fine. I know that feeling. We'll, we'll, <laughs> I think we'll all be glad. It's, well, I don't know all, but I'll be glad. <laughs> Let's just wrap up this human experience here on earth and call it a day. It, it might have been our, like, we probably had people just eagerly awaiting the new drop of an episode. Just, you know, bated breath. All two and a half what of them. What is bated yeah. breath? I'm not sure, but we are back. But this yeah, week. that was the first one where we, like, didn't, we were, we were going to have one. And we do these in real time. So we're not like can produce talking three months, you know, into the future. It's real. real I was like deal, real time. It's not like live. They go yeah, out raw well, it's not live, unedited, but it's don't they? Very little editing, yes. I, I slip every now and then. Scott has to, you know, cut we me bleep out it. a little bit. <laughs> I get no. on a roll. We've never, I don't think we've ever had anyone really curse on the podcast. Say a curse word? I don't know. But anyways, that's not curse. really necessarily a goal. Did you say curse? Is that what you say? Curse? Yeah. Sure. Oh, I, don't I just did. Anyways, we're back uh, at it. I've been, it's just a weird, I don't know what it is. Everyone already assumes it was COVID. I don't know what it was. It was like the flu or something. But it was just low, low energy, and it would come in waves, and I would feel better, and then I wouldn't feel better, and then I'd feel better. And then occasionally I'd have like a 99, 99.5 fever, uh, a few body aches, no trouble breathing, no like sinus stuff. So it kind of sounds like, I don't know, the flu. Is that, do we still get the flu, right? Sure. Anyways. Or not. So I was like, oh, I'm getting better. I'll see you guys tomorrow. And then, nope. And then, like, I'd rally. And, anyways, just this up and down roller coaster. And so it's it's been off and on for like two weeks now, which is awesomely frustrating for me. I don't like to be doing a whole lot of nothing. Today, I woke up early, felt great, feel better, more energetic. Good. Uh, it's the, the the highs are higher and the lows are less lower. So in the less sickness lower. Trend. Less lower. That's a thing, right? That sounds like somebody I met years ago. Less lower. No. Craig okay. is on track today <laughs> for jokes. If you got the joke counter going, put oh, tally mark is that, down. Is that a joke? That's just. No, yep. it's just somebody I met years that ago. Was, oh, no, man. that was a Craig <laughs> Craig joke. It less lower. <laughs> but. <laughs> Is, Do you have somewhere serious you're going here? No, no, okay. no. And, and that's why I was debating. Like, is it too far off? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Were you? We need to reel this get, back is, in. Is it just me? Is he getting worse in his old age, or has it always been that bad? No, it's, it's always, always been that. Okay. It's always been this bad. It just gets suppressed, I think, by stress. So he's less stressed. So there's more okay. just like freedom for the jokes to fly. Okay. These uh-huh. days. Is that accurate assessment? Sure. Uh, feel, let's go with that. Feeling a little more freed up. Our poor listeners are having to listen to all this. Well, oh my gosh. They they chose to jump in and listen. So <laughs> on, nobody's forcing on you. them. Let's see. On yeah. you, listening the, the along. Sickness reports and bad jokes. Mm. And uh, are we going to go anywhere? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> two things with the sickness. One, I was just letting people know if they were like, hey, what happened last week? I was ill. Uh, and then two, it's been one of the funny, I don't even know if funny is the right word, one of the interesting, kind of crazy things with the sickness is just. I don't know what it is, but it's just how, like, raw emotionally I've been. And I'm not, like, a real emotional guy. Um, But there's just been days and times and moments where it's just been, like, 
just feel really like stripped down, raw, emotional. And I don't know if that's like what's happening in the world and in my world, or if it's just like the sickness does that to you. Um, anyways, it's been a weird. Like I'm not at home crying in the corner. Well, I hope not. <laughs> I'm trying to picture just Scott just like weeping. Just weeping. I'm not a big weeper guy. Um, weeper, crier guy. <laughs> Here we go again. Uh, but it's guy. been a real. Honestly, it's been like a really, really weird roller coaster up and down of emotions and feelings, and um, and uh, I'm trying to go somewhere like helpful with this. I've been like, dear Jesus, what's going on? And then it it's one of the positive is it has helped me to be like, okay, God, like what's happening? And it's more when you get stripped back emotionally, it just for me, it helps me be more open handed towards God and my relationship with Jesus. And so um, that's been helpful. That is helpful in the midst of like not feeling good and just like, I don't want to feel this way. In the ups is it and just because you've had more time alone with your thoughts at home? Probably. Because you haven't been doing anything? Yeah. Because you don't love that at all. No. And so that's part of it. It's just... All you the, have to do is think. Yeah. And it was so, like, I had foggy brain, and there was t- I was slept a lot, so it wasn't like I was just doing that. But, yes, the dog and I can only talk so much, and then it's just like, <laughs> what are we doing in life? So, anyways, um, just been thinking, too, Hopefully, this Judge Jesus series that we've been in for the last month, we've we've been talking about it for months, the three of us, but then on the podcast the last few weeks, so um, kind of like the sickness. I'm going to try to connect it right here. Kind of like the sickness. Hopefully, this series is one that maybe catches you off guard in a good way where it makes us slow down, makes us think about how we're trying to approach life and help people. Uh, and, and, and how are we following Jesus ourselves in it's, you know, relevant topic. It's controversial in the, in the sense that it, there's a lot of confusion about it. Now that we're trying to be controversial because I just think, man, we just don't always, uh, you know, take a moment and kind of like what, what paradigm am I really viewing life? Cause we just function. We just go, right. you just, without having to think you are in a, in a, framework and a viewpoint and a paradigm of life. And so this kind of series like, hey, you know that thing you've been feeling that thinks you should judge the actions of other people because what they're doing is not right and it's not helpful and it's harmful uh, and you want to jump in? You should be. And people going, wait, well, no, because you're not supposed to judge. But I feel like I have been supposed to judge, but I'm not supposed to do that. So I've been like taking a back seat and doing nothing. So hopefully it's been a series where it kind of helps get some outside perspective on your own life to, hey, what is the way of following Jesus when it comes to helping others? So Kyle, real quick, if people have not listened the last couple of weeks, like do you got a do you got a two minute synopsis recap of a two minute synopsis of the last four weeks of forty minute messages? No, just the part more of like in the conversation of jumping into all right, I do feel like I need to jump in, engage with someone in my life and help them. How do I how do I do that? What's my approach? How do I roll into um, you know, quote unquote judging someone in a healthy Jesus way, like the application. Because we've on the podcast talked about Jesus as judge, and then the first step is to judge ourselves. So that's the framework that we're coming from is God's the only one that can 
eternally judge us, knows what's really going on. Shoot, we don't trust ourselves to judge ourselves, but then we are first step on the on the judging train is to judge myself, check myself before I wreck myself. But then how do we how do we help someone else? Yeah, I mean that's that's really where we got down to that next step is that the reason we check ourselves in right relationship is so that one that we're in right relationship with God, but that we check ourselves so that we can help each other out help other people out, help each other, um, because following Jesus is all about loving God and loving people, and loving people is helping people. Um, Paul says we bear each other's burdens, and, and we gently and humbly help people with the stuff in their life, and we help bear their burdens. Um, and so part of this whole judgment process, and specifically when we've talked about this healthy process of understanding Jesus' place and my right place is, you know, in humility under his authority, and then checking, you know, where I'm at and dealing with that so that I can help other people. Um, because that should be our goal. That should be our goal in following Jesus is to not just get more Jesus and just have Jesus, but to let Jesus work in us and then through us and around us. Um, and so part of that is is the maybe the uncomfortable part is how do I deal with someone who I know is doing something wrong, um, not just tolerating evil behavior and hurt and pain because... It's uncomfortable to, to confront or have a conversation or, you know, I don't want to be labeled as intolerant. Right? We talked a little bit about that last week and this idea of tolerance in our society is pretty, you know, pretty elevated. You've got to be tolerant of people and all types of people and all kinds of things and we don't want to be judgmental, so we err on the side of being tolerant. Uh, but the, the, uh, the, the downside to that is understanding the, you know, the weight of sin in life. Paul describes it really well. James describes it really well, the destructiveness of sin. Um, so if I'm called to love you and I see sin destroying your life, I should want to help you out of that. Um, so last week I really just talked about three things, that we start with Jesus. I think way too often we start with the rules. We start with legalism. We start with uh, the wrong kind of self-righteous judgment uh, instead of just starting with Jesus and pointing people to who he is and the, the hope in that. Um, and then we do it from a place of relationship, um, internet trolls and uh, blasting on social media and talking about someone who you don't know and will never know and will never help um, and, and aren't really loving them. You're just calling stuff out. You're just being a blowhorn or a gong without love uh, isn't super helpful. And then last way, last, lastly, the goal is restoration, that we would want them to be restored to right relationship with God for their benefit um, for their health and their wholeness, and so that that destruction that sin is leaving is done away with, not a goal of being right or a goal of showing people we're right or you know patting ourselves on the back, but a goal of restoration. So I think those three things collectively help us understand how to do that well. That was a pretty good recap right off the, uh, the cuff there. Um, I think let's talk about the, the intolerance thing, because I think that's a that's a big thing. Uh, even walking into this podcast, there was a coworker. She's a friend, and she was joking around. And I just said, "Well, you're wrong." And then she's like, "Well, I'm offended." And it was 100 percent joking. But I think that's. And then I walked by, and she goes, "Oh, there's Kyle. He's the guy who's been talking about this." The judge police, yeah. which you kind of set yourself yeah. up, I, or Craig and I set you up to be the judge police guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think. There's a couple, well, there's always, the, always several things going on. But I think one of the things that happens is just be, being unkind. People were responding to that versus being intolerant. 
I think our approach on Craig, you're wrong. Like that's literally how I said it to her as I was walking into here, right? Just again, just joking, just to push a button and get a reaction, make a joke. But we roll into people we don't really know, sometimes complete strangers, and we just start in with "you're wrong" and and do it in in such a way that's completely unkind. And then people turn around and go, "You're intolerant," because I'm, you know, the way I'm approaching it. So I think we get confusion there. What do yeah. you guys think about that? It's not so much I'm in, intolerant. Even though I could be intolerant, I could just be just a flat-out jerk. I, I think your point's a good point, and I think it's right. I think a lot of times we have, we have poorly represented who Jesus really is by coming at people like you're describing, and we need to change that. We need to work on that. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, the flip side of that coin, though, is that no matter how kind and loving we are in our approach, there is a point at which it's like, you know, I've been as nice as I can about it, and you still think I'm intolerant. I'm sorry, your, your problem now isn't with me. It's with Jesus and his truth. I mean, it, he is who he is, and he said what he said, and his word is what it is, and I can't change that. So you know, it, it's both and. Uh, the, some of the perception of intolerance is the fact that, you know, Jesus does put parameters on life. He, he puts a, a framework on it that, you know, this is, this, is what, this is who I am. This is what it means to follow me. And uh, he is exclusive in his claims. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. So there's, there's that whole side of it as well. But, yeah, we mostly err on, on just the attitude and the approach. Yeah, and I think we've done a good job of talking around this maybe in a lot of different terms in this idea of when we talk about the wrong kind of judgment. Uh, and so that's why it's a little bit it's a little bit tough for us to understand, like, well, we are supposed to judge. Well, no, you're not supposed to judge and how that looks like. And so the wrong kind of judgment really is that that unkind. You know, I talked about three positions two weeks ago where we come from a place of jealousy because the sin of others makes us jealous. And so we lash out in jealousy and envy, and it's just rude and ugly, right? And then, or a place of self-righteousness, where, hey, I know the rules. That's where we sit in Jesus' judgment seat, and we take that instead of coming alongside of people. Well, we try to sit in the We seat. try, We yeah. can't. He's already there, so we're trying to. Seat's uh, taken. <laughs> uh, you know, or a place of prejudice, where we just have this prejudging, and we're judging from a place of their motives and their... Um, you know, intentions based off something that's completely unrelated. Um, and so I think all of those types of things are just got like what you're saying. They're coming from the wrong place. Um, mm-hmm. And I th- again, I, th- I think that they would come with the wrong goal. Like what, what goal? Am I just telling you you're wrong? I think that helps. And maybe some people genuinely do think that that's helpful. But I would push back and go, how is that helpful? How are you being loving and kind and working through you know, actually in relationship to do that. Um, yeah. But it, hopefully this series just helps us slow down on our approach and understand do we need to jump in and weigh in on the situation or have an opinion or do we need to vocalize our opinion? Is it is it being asked for? Is it helpful? Um, what Again, what's my approach? Is it kind and loving and with the goal of Jesus first and restoration or is it... I'm just trying to lamb blast people and be right and uh, puff myself up for a minute, feel better about myself. Um, and hopefully it's because we just, once you, you know, point to it, then you become super aware of it, right? And just in all my conversations, um, just even the other day, someone was talking about 
developing countries and their approach to something like they just said they don't care like you know if they care or not i mean i get with your you're extrapolating with the action that i see makes me assume that they don't care but that's our that's our wrong approach to judging a lot of the times is like there's a big gap there maybe they don't have information maybe they're ignorant maybe they do care but they don't have resources to resolve the issue like we do in America, yeah. uh, you're assuming you know their heart and their motivation and intention and action on it. And hopefully we can slow down in that conversation and in our own minds and hearts and go, wait, why am I saying they don't care? I don't know them. You're, you're touching on something that I think is a huge part of this whole subject, and that is that we don't know. But no matter, I mean, yeah. even when even when it's appropriate and healthy to, to try to help someone else. I've gotten a log out of my own eye to the best of my ability with the Lord's help. And I really do care about them. And um, they're open to my help. And I'm trying to help them, all that. Even when it's as good and healthy as it can possibly be, we have to remember not to be so arrogant to, as to think that we know, we have a, a, a handle on the whole picture, that we know everything there is to know. Because we never do. Even if we know the person really well, close friend for years or someone, you know, in our family or something, we don't know their whole heart. We don't know their history. We don't know their thought process. And we will never know all of those things. That's why we really need to do this in step with, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit's leading. Even when it's healthy and right, we, we want to be careful. And just remember, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know everything there is to know. Assume you don't know everything going Assume on. you don't know everything which, because you don't. Which we is don't. super we're, helpful. We're not that smart. We're not that knowledgeable. And then ask a question. Like this is the, a great approach to help jump into a conversation with someone is assume you don't know what's going on. You don't have all the details because you don't. Ask a bunch of questions for clarification and understanding to fill in some of those gaps. And then I think a, a helpful thing is to ask people if they're open to advice, input, helpfulness on this, right? Because once you're in that part of the, that far into a conversation, most people are like, yeah, what are you seeing something? Do you, do you have an idea? What do you think right. I should do? Because you've already asked, you're listening, you're, you know, being a good communicator, you're hearing more than just running the mouth. We just start with, oh, I know what's going on. And then boom, here's my advice. Here's my judgment to you. And it's like, whoa, whoa, I wasn't. He wasn't asking for your input. So that's that helps me be more Jesus-centered, Jesus-first, and I'm here to help somebody. Because if you if you got to ask like eight questions, it's going to slow your heart down from being so hard. Did you? What were you going to say there? I just think that I think that's why it's so important that we are having this conversation and really focusing on the the right. Um, right steps in order to take to build this really well because we just I, I just know how I work and and even how our brains work like we love to fill in the gaps like and we we try I mean again as humans we try to fill in the gaps of information with our past experience or with what we learned or what we know and so I mean it's even just how our brain works right we can see things and and start to fill in the gaps with even with reading and all these kind of things it's like amazing how we think through that process and so it relationally a lot of the times when we hear something the easy thing to do and the sometimes really dangerous thing to do is start to fill in the gaps with 
suspicion or with this idea of like, oh yeah, I know the last time they did that, that you know, it was like this. And we fill in all these gaps and make wrong assumptions and make wrong judgments about them and go forward off of that. And then base our interactions off of that, base our future interactions off that, base our uh, understanding of who they are and their intentions and their heart and their personality. And then it's like, whoa, 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 pause. Like, there was some of the piece of there, but you filled in a lot of that picture by yourself with stuff that isn't actually true. And if you would have taken the time to talk to me, to think through it, to not fill in the gaps with your own suspicions or not fill in the gaps with your own, you know, ideas or thoughts or, well, this probably could fit. Yeah, let's just put that there and go, like, like you said, Scott, ask those questions and slow down to go, here's the actual picture and then how can we work through on that? And you, you might be right in some of those things and some of those things were unhealthy and wrong and you can help them deal with that. Um, but it's, I think it's really dangerous when we start to fill in the gaps without the actual information, talking to the person in relationship and working through that. I, I don't even think when it's a real unhealthy spot, I don't even think we think there are gaps. What do you guys, what yeah, do you guys think? Yeah, we think, think we see the picture. We yeah, just know what's good. happened. Oh, oh yeah, I, know, I know what's going on. I know why they did that. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that Maybe added, we slow down and go, earlier. oh, I wonder why they did that. No, now I know. We don't even go, hey, there is a gap here. And there will I always go, be oh, a gap. Yeah, that Kyle did that because that's what Kyle always does. That's what he did last time. That's who so he I is. know he doesn't he doesn't even he's not even thoughtful. He doesn't even pay attention to what like people are doing around him. Because that's past experience and I don't even think there's a gap here. There's something I think we just roll right through that for most of us a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I know that because that's me. Yeah, and I think for that's sure. all of us. I just think, yeah, yeah, that, that's great. Like, I just think we assume. see the picture, we see part of the picture, and we put the rest together. And like you say, we yeah. don't even think about that. We don't like, no, this is the picture. That. This yep. is the picture of who Scott is and what Scott does. Even though we just saw this tiny sliver of an action, or we heard one. Yeah, did you hear what Scott said here? Like, yeah, I painted the picture already. Yeah. Done. It's, it's like on the internet when you read those things and it's missing the letters. That's exactly what I was thinking. And of. you like, go, oh, I read it, and then you go back and go, oh, it's missing all those letters. Well, I just filled in the the gaps. Our minds but I actually work that way, right? But you didn't think, okay, there's a gap here. There's an E that should be there, and you don't even have that conscious level thought. So we do that in relationship, yep. and when then we go, yo, wait, I'm not supposed to be judging, right? Because Kyle's gonna come crack me down. He's a judgment police. Wee wee wee. He's coming. I so wanna, I was going to read okay. uh, Galatians 6. A, I forget how much we share on the podcast or we share on a Sunday or we just are talking and planning. But um, And then talk about um, just trying to help people in light of this too. So it says this, uh, Paul does, Galatians 6.1. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. And he goes on and on and on. Um, and he talks about the justice of God and not getting tired of doing what's right. And, you know, we can carry on. But just just to kind of help with some framework there, again, like what we're talking about is the gently and humbly trying to help people back onto the right path part already in our conversation. But I thought about this where to help people and to share each other's burdens, 
you actually have to know that the person has a burden. So you have to be in proximity with people. Um, you actually have to, it's easier to see when someone's struggling because they're carrying a heavy object. And you're like, hey, hey, I'll get on one end, you get on the other. And they're, you see that because you're with them. You're connected to each other. You know, my neighbor went to Seattle for work and he walked over on Tuesday, said, hey, can you bring my trash can in? Because, you know, it's going to sit out for a few days. So I can, you know, share his burden of trash can going back behind the fence before the HOA guy cracks down on you. Can't see those <laughs> garbage cans. The no, worst sight in the man, world. Right. Makes the neighborhood look Get like a notice. Um, but you can't share each other's burdens if you're not with people. And I think, I think too much of our society is we're isolated, we're more alone, we're more, even though there's a lot of awareness, we're less aware, honestly, I think, of what's going on in people's lives. Um, and we don't, have, we don't have this proximity that is needed to go, hey, I see your burden. Can I help you with that? How can I assist you in that? Or, hey, you're next to me. Can you take my trash can in? Um, so I saw my other neighbor, Chuck, he was cutting some plywood and then I saw him hauling. It. I was like, man, I shouldn't, I was like, do I got time? I should go over there and say, Chuck, you need me to, I see you have a burden here. You're hauling stuff. And he's an older retired guy. He's very capable. But I was like, oh man, I should go share. I didn't say this because it sounded. Hey, can I share your yeah, burden? Share your burden. <laughs> brother. Brother. Can I share thy burden, brother? <laughs> I'm going to try that next yeah, time. Do that. Yeah, do Let's see what happens. Yeah. Crazy pastor Can I share thy burden with thee? <laughs> oh, jeez. Please don't do that. <laughs> but uh, can I help you, right? Like, he had, a, he had a project going on. Yeah. But I just think. He had a burden. I think that's, that's how do we get past some of the judgmental heart and attitude that is wrong? I think we got to get closer to people. I, I agree with that. It's. I mean, it is easy to be like, get really ticked off at close friends, family members, because you just, we know how to push each other's buttons and you've dealt with it or whatever for a long time. But we got to be closer to people to help them in a gentle and humble way. You it's know what? Yeah, go ahead. One of the ways that I think about topics like this, um, and it's something that we, we intentionally try to do when we plan these message series and these podcasts, we're trying to uh, create what we call stickiness or portability. We want people to walk out with something in hand that'll actually stay with them for a while because we all know how it is. You know, the, the research all says that within a, a day or two, we forget about 70 or 80% of the stuff that we hear and, and we get to a, a week later and we don't sometimes even remember stuff that we've preached on a Sunday morning. And so stickiness and portability is really important. And for me, I think in terms of like headlines or bullet points, one of the best examples of that is many months ago, maybe, well, it was years ago. I don't know how many years ago. We did a series on Life is Better with Margin. The series was called Margin. And we explored all kinds of things, financial margin, margin in your schedule and all that. But that phrase, life is better with margin, just resounds in my thinking, comes up frequently in my conversations. It's just stuck with me. And it, it guides me. It's, it's for me, in my mind, it's a peg on which I hang the content. It's like, oh, yeah, life is better with margin. Therefore, I will change this, do this, make this decision or whatever. And, and I think with judgment, I think there's some bullet points. I think there's, there's some pegs. And uh, w one of those is that if I'm going to do any judging at all, I should start with myself. And we've, we've said that here. I think another one of those is we have way too much of the wrong kind of judging and not near enough of the right kind of judging. We've, these are things we've been saying on the podcast and in the Sunday morning environment. Um, I'd be curious, 
with you two, what, what's one of those takeaways? What, what's one of those portable things that'll stick with you for a while out of this topic? Yeah, I mean, I think you, we, we've talked a lot about it. I, I think for me, um, a lot of it comes down to that right order of things and the understanding of how we build this conversation. Because when we get it out of whack, for me, it, it's super damaging and Start hurtful. with Jesus. We have to start with Jesus. We have to understand our relationship with him and our role with him in his judgment. And, and we, we've talked about that, but we've only t- scratched the surface. I mean, every, I, as I read through my Bible every morning, I just, the more and more and more I see it, to talk about the judgment of God and God's judgment in our lives and the good news of what that looks like um, and how God will deal with things justly, that that's good. Um, and so understanding that and then, like you said, dealing with ourselves and then how we do that out of relationship. Um, I think that's super helpful because anytime we, anytime I start to think that way, I, I check myself in the in the the order of things. And if I'm getting ahead of myself, then uh, I Turn think it's back. the wrong wrong kind of judgment. Yep, back the train up. Yep. How about you, Scott? I just think having the conversation more uh, out there and on the table is going to be one of the helpful things because it's more of a a conversation. A lot of you know friends and people I'm connected with in community. It's it's out there now, so we can have a healthier. Uh, approach. So I love that conversations out in the light and it's like, no, judging isn't bad. How we get there, who's the judge, all the stuff we've talked about um, is, is so it's helpful um, to grow in as people to go, I'm glad Jesus is on the judgment seat. That's the best thing because he's a God of love and grace and mercy. He's the only one that you know, rightly knows everybody's intentions and what's going on and um, I'm glad that I'm going to be able to, okay, God, help me with this, judge myself, and right. look to my own stuff, take care of my own, eyes on my own paper first. You, you just touched on another one that's a big takeaway for me. Judge, when it's judgment that is right and appropriate and healthy, judge people's actions, but don't be judging their motives and their hearts because you're never qualified to, to judge motives and intentions and their heart and ultimately their character. Uh, only Jesus is capable of that. And again, to the point of trying to clarify what is, quote, the right kind of judging on the wrong kind of judging, um, A, I don't know everything, so I don't, have a, <laughs> I don't have a complete answer and a grasp on that. Um, but one of the things I think that you can do in the right category is, again, ask people clarifying questions, and it is appropriate and it is okay to ask them in the process to help them judge themselves, what is your motivation for this? Because you, you can say things like, bro, on, on, I see you doing this action or this thing or this pattern in your life. Like, that's, that's harmful. It's, you know, it's hurtful. It's not loving. I'm judging the action. You know, do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, that's not, I don't want to do that. Why do you find yourself doing that? Yeah, that's good right there. That's, that brings that's us not up me to saying that. you're doing that because you don't right. care, you're evil, you hate. But I'm going to help my friend because I want them to, like, live the way of Jesus because it's, way of life and light but i'm going to ask a question that is out there so they have to work through why are which you, is a why are we, why am i doing this that's a helpful thing to do for them yes you know in coaching um they they often talk about the importance of asking clarifying questions and something i learned a while back about coaching and clarifying questions is this that 
when you ask clarifying questions, you're really, if you're coaching in a way that's helpful and, and healthy, you're asking those questions for the sake of the person you're asking, not so you can get clarification. As the asker, you don't need the clarification, they do. You're trying to help them. So when you ask them, why do you think you do that? It's not that I need to know if I ask that question, it's that I'm trying to help them discover. But why is it that we do want to know? Right, because we're I wa- nosy. I, wa- I want to know what's going on, and like we are nosy get a people. Beat on it, and like have it all figured out, and know all the whys. Yeah, in no, life. don't need to. I know, but we feel the need to. I know. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, like, why are they doing that? What's happening? What? I got to know everything, and we just can't. Again, trying to put ourselves in somewhat of the God seat in life, right. and you know the reality, which we haven't really dove into it all in this series of reality of like the final judgment and Jesus looking at each one of our lives and as not a salvation issue, not a like you're with me forever or not, but like judging what we do in life for his kingdom. And um, even in chapter seven, where it starts out with like, don't judge, right? Lest you be judged. And then we've gotten all that. But even down farther, verse 21 in Matthew seven, it says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Jesus is saying, I'm going to know, like, who are the fakers and who are the real people, who are the people who just say stuff with their mouth but don't live their lives in a way that is loving towards God and to people. On Judgment Day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in the name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. Like, we did all the churchy stuff. We did all the outward actions. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that's that's really heavy like and serious. And um, I don't think it's something that we should be afraid of because if you take it to the point of, oh, oh no, Jesus has got all these laws, and if I don't do them right, I'm going to get to the end and not pass the quiz. Jesus is driving down to that heart attitude or like, what are, you, are you trying to follow me and like genuinely love me or are you just running your mouth and doing few things that are trying to be a show for other people? Uh, and on a heart level, I think we know where we're at. I mean, I think I, I know if I'm my heart's in it or not. Right. And that's what Jesus is getting after there. But this idea of are we trying to jump into people's lives? Hey, what, why are you doing that? because we just want to be right and know what's going on? Or are we trying to help people, you know, parse through like, okay, you're on the outside, you're serving, you're helping people, you're casting out demons, you're performing, like, but what's going on on the inside? Because God's really concerned about what's happening on the heart level there. And, you know, you want to check in, like, do you still love, do you still love God? Like, you good with that? Yeah. To help people, like yep. asking those clarifying questions in, in order for them to judge themselves. On that same note, in, in my reading this morning, I read uh, the end of John chapter 9. And uh, the chapter is devoted to this wonderful story of Jesus healing a man who was born blind. And the controversy that then swirled around that miraculous healing because the Pharisees, who were self-righteous, uh, took offense at that. They were jealous of the fact that people were enamored with Jesus, following Jesus, and not so enamored with them. All those things were, were going on. And then at the very end, he, um, he, he went and he actually talked to the man that he'd healed. And the man said, verse um, uh, 38, the, 
man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Jesus said, and then this is provocative to me, for judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, what are we blind to? They kind of got the fact that he was poking at him a little bit. Jesus said, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. And, and Jesus is not, this is not a contradiction of John 3. We, we talked about that on the, on the podcast. Um, God so loved the world. He did not come into the world to judge the world, right? But that through him, the world might be saved. So he didn't come to judge the world in terms of their sin. But what he's getting at here is he's, he's saying, I'm judging those who think they're righteous and don't realize their hearts are far from me. And those who recognize that they're not righteous are the ones that actually are going to be able to become righteous through faith in me. They, they know they're blind spiritually. I'll help them see spiritually. The ones who think that they have great eyesight spiritually, the religious Pharisees, they're actually more blind than they know. So when, when our listeners are reading through the scriptures and they come across something that's like, oh, well, that contradicts that other place. No, it doesn't. There's context. And so be careful with that. The, again, the importance of the conversation. Let's continue to talk about and, and help one another learn and, and get uh, good insight, good balance, and a healthy approach to this whole subject. Yeah. Well, lots more to be said on it, but I think we're just wrapping up the, the series here to put a comma on it or whatever. Hopefully it's just been, uh, the last few weeks have been helpful for all of us to, to love God and to love people, that it helps us to slow down a little bit and go, oh, wait, what's my, what's my motivation here? Do I just want to, do I want to have a bunch of rules or be right and wrong and, you know, point the finger at people? Or am I genuinely just trying to be transformed by Jesus myself? And, and in so doing, how can I help a few people around me and being okay with how God is utilizing me to influence the people around me and do that in a way that is gentle and humble and doesn't trip me up anymore, um, but is, you know, with all the humility I can muster is, hey, I just want to help people around me and uh, for them to live life that is freer, that is full of grace and peace and love and Jesus. So hopefully this series has been helpful for you. Um, it's been helpful for all of us, been involved with it for sure. Um, but it's one of those things that it's going to pop up all the time as we're having strong opinions, sometimes too quick of ideas about others or what society's doing or government's doing or some social groups or some celebrities doing or somebody that's famous or, um, you know, just just hopefully it'll help us tune in to more of the way of Jesus and what it means to to truly follow Jesus and to truly love him and to love others. So any other final thoughts you guys have on no, this? I'm I with mean, you. Good. It's I think it's one of those topics though that we'll probably reference back quite a bit. Yep. Um even like we did a series you talked about the margin series, different times where we've like Hey, offenses build fences. That's another one that's in sticky. Yeah, and how to deal with offenses. Apparently, I offended someone earlier. I got to go talk with Aaron about 
you know, because I judged her really quick. And, Real good. But I was 100% right, so I just got to go tell her how right I was oh my one more time. Apparently, you have not been listening to yeah. the judgments. <laughs> go get that Jesus. log out of your eye, and, <laughs> and then we'll, uh, we'll be okay. My eyes are clean. I'm yeah. good to go. I'm at a, a perfect spot. You're going to put down your stones of condemnation, too, on the way out of the door so you can yeah. bear burdens. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. see, how, see how quick it can turn there? How quick how it How quick it can turn. Well... Thanks for uh, letting us be back another week on the podcast. Really do appreciate you tuning in, watching, listening. Um, again, hopefully it's extremely helpful for you. And um, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week, Lord willing. All right, we'll see you then.